show. I'm Allie Trost, joined by Carter Augustine and No Nate Bucati this week, enjoying a much-needed vacation in the mountains. If you're listening on podcasts, wherever you get that, or via videocast on the 810 Facebook or YouTube page, we thank you uh, for tuning in each week. And Carter, we've got a jam-packed show today. So let's start a little bit of bad news, which maybe not totally unexpected, but the U.S. Open Cup has been canceled. What was your reaction to the news? Uh, I think, yeah, it's just so sad, right? I mean, it's, it, you look at everything that's gone on this year, and like you said, it's not, it wasn't unexpected. But the, the fact that it's going to end such a long reign of a continuously run soccer tournament here in the United States, I think it's something that we should be very proud to have, have had a tournament that ran that long consecutively. And um, yeah, I'm just really sad. I, uh, completely understandable from all it seems like it'd be a logistics nightmare the teams are already going to have a, a tough enough time as it is getting all the games in so um, a bit of a casualty of, of 2020 and just add it to the list of casualties this year of, of, of stuff that we're, we're having to miss out on so yeah I'm very sad what about you yeah absolutely I mean it's it's a tournament that, especially for sporting Kansas City fans, they've seen a lot of success with this club in recent years. And it's just always a, a fun part of the season, You, especially uh, with a club like sporting, get to see a lot of the younger players uh, with significant minutes. And so that's something that I know um, will be missed while a lot of those players did get time in the MLS's back tournament. Always a bummer to see uh, any sort of soccer canceled in 2020 uh, or beyond. So hopefully, fingers crossed, Nothing that will trickle into 2021, but we also have some good news. It's game week, Sporting Kansas City and Minnesota United opening up part three of the regular season, phase one of this continuation, uh, Major League Soccer starting with a phased approach and Sporting Kansas City, Minnesota United this Friday, 6.30 p.m. You can listen to that game on Sports Radio 810, the play-by-play -play broadcast with Nate Bucati, Jacob Peterson there. Carter, where will the game be aired uh, via television? Yeah, Fox Sports, Kansas City Plus on, uh, on Friday, uh, 6.30 uh, wow, I did, we're, we're right back, right? Um, back I know. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what do I have this week? Oh, uh, game Friday night. Okay, let's do it. I feel like it's yeah. flown by. We waited for soccer for so long, and now um, even the break between the MLS's back tournament when Sporting Kansas City was eliminated and returned home, that time uh, from then till now seems to have completely flown by. Yeah, it really has um, these past couple of weeks. And uh, who else but Minnesota to get things started off with? Uh, you know, it's a running joke now. I feel like we're playing them for 42 times this year, probably. So uh, um, it's, I think after the game down in Orlando, the players little, uh, little peeved by the result just because they played so well until Tim Mealy got sent off. And so um, I wonder if there's, you know, we talked to Roger Espinosa last week. He said it wasn't revenge, but it's like, more about righting a wrong that they feel feel happened. Um, so I think they'll be pretty pretty well motivated against this Minnesota side. Yeah, absolutely. However, as we know, uh, Ike Opara missed out in the MLS's back tournament, former defender for Sporting Kansas City and a huge part of this Minnesota United team. He will also be out, like it's very likely, at least per reports, for this Friday's game as well. 
the reason for that still unknown, but that will be a huge loss for Minnesota United as they try to continue their season, but always a great game between sporting and Minnesota whenever they play each other. And like you said, the players uh, for sporting will be looking to pull one back after a very disappointing loss two stoppage time goals in the MLS's back tournament to have Minnesota barely sneak away with the win on that one, a two, one loss for sporting their only regular season lost it, it's kind of hard to keep track of which games were regular season games which ones weren't but that was a game that counted towards regular season and sporting's only loss of 2020 technically if you're looking at the books yeah and um i think you mentioned opara being out they had a couple other players we've talked about that that missed that are big and they actually might or probably will will feature in this game for for minnesota united getting those guys back into the fold and a bit of a a new challenge in terms of what happened in Orlando versus what's going to happen on Friday. So they are a little thin at center back still because the, the new signing isn't quite uh, ready to play yet with Opara out. So I think we'll probably see that same partnership of AHA and Boxel and uh, Alan Polito. He, he played really well against that partnership in, in that game in Orlando. So um, I got to think they'll be uh, dreading the matchup with Sporting's number nine heading into this game on Friday. Absolutely. And as we know, in the COVID times we're all in, depth is everything. Um, availability is key. And, and if you're lacking in any position, that can be quickly and easily exploited by another team's strength. So that is an area that Sporting Kansas City will likely dominate on Friday. And more good news, in addition to it being game week, there's also something that Sporting Kansas City and MLS fans have to look forward to. Airing tomorrow, 10 a.m. on Bleacher Report Football is the Academy Series. This is made in collaboration with Audi and Major League Soccer and is going to feature the Sporting Kansas City Academy system, which to me is an incredibly informative series that is much needed for people to really understand what goes into making these Academy systems successful and what better club to feature than Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this, Ali. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, and like you said, you know, SKC Academy is looked to by a bunch of teams in MLS as to what they've been able to accomplish. Um, just, you know, setting up the affiliates all across the, the Midwest and, and um, they've had some success as well, being able to bring players through like Daniel Shallowy, like John Luca Busio, um, like Cam Duke. You know, we've seen uh, Jalen Lindsay. I mean, the list continues to go on and um, hopefully we'll we'll see some some more of these youngsters coming through the ranks I'm I'm really excited for an, an inside behind the scenes peek at the SKC Academy and for more on the Academy coming up later on in the show we will actually talk to Sporting Kansas City to midfielder Jake Davis a product of the Sporting Kansas City Academy incredible stuff from Jake I mean I'm just always so blown away by the maturity of these young kids who take their careers at such a young age so seriously and with um, just so much passion, determination. And, and you get that from Jake and, and just him relaying his experience and what's really working with this Sporting Kansas City Academy. And we've seen that firsthand with players like John Luca Busio, Jalen Lindsay, just to name a few. Um, and I, they will not be the last, that is for sure, because there are so many great players coming up through this system. I just want to read a part of the release uh, for those who are looking for more information on the Academy. 
This series will provide an all-access look at the commitments and sacrifices that young athletes make to become professional soccer players, highlighting the youth talent development system used by every MLS Youth Academy in North America. The five-part series will give fans a first-hand account of how MLS Youth Academies and Audi are working to ensure the next generation of athletes are ready to compete at an elite level. So it's it's going to be awesome, but Carter, you have the best pulse on everything going on behind the scenes at Sporting Kansas City. Can you give us a look behind the curtain at what's gone into the production of this series? Yeah, I, I think we have to give a lot of credit to Bleacher Report because they've taken the lead here. And um, I think, first of all, they and Audi have picked, like we, like we talked about, Ali, a really good club to focus on to, to do this series. Now it presented some problems happening during a pandemic. So um, hats off to them for coordinating, getting everything set up, being able to do some of these interviews with the Sporting KC uh, Academy kids, some of the coaches as well. Um, so a, a big credit to them. Uh, I know the, the people here are excited to allow Bleacher Report and, and Audi behind the scenes and, and behind the curtains. So um, I, I think it's a uh, a massive undertaking to happen during this pandemic. And I don't know about you, but hopefully, you know, just another thing, hopefully we can get through this. And then um, with that in mind, they'll be able to just get a little, little bit even deeper uh, in, in terms of the coverage they're, they're going to do on the Academy, but a, a big credit to, to them for putting this on. And um, I'm going to be tuned in. I, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I think all sporting fans will be really excited to watch this. Absolutely. And like you said, you can only do so much over Zoom, even the best of the best. It's just, it's so much better to have that on the ground look. And that's something that I know Sporting Kansas City fans will especially appreciate getting to see what the day-to-day dedication looks like from these players and not just them, but the coaches as well. So that is coming up tomorrow. 10 a.m. is when the first episode airs. So set your clocks because you do not want to miss that and coming up like I said later on in the show we will actually talk to Sporting KC Academy product Jake Davis about his experience in the academy what brought him here what differentiates it a lot of great stuff from him coming up also later on in the show to talk a little bit more about the upcoming game against Minnesota United on Friday night as well as some MLS bubble talk I mean I don't know how much Carter how much longer can we milk the MLS's back tournament bubble this might be the last time Uh, But we talked to Graham Smith about that. He has some great tips and comparisons with golf and soccer. So a lot of great stuff from Graham Smith, a player whose role is continuously evolving with Sporting Kansas City. So get to hear what prepared him for his starts in the MLS's back tournament. Again, great insight coming up from Graham Smith as well. So we will take a break. And when we come back, we will hear from Jake Davis more on the Academy Series airing tomorrow on BR Football. You do not want to miss that. I'm Allie Trost. That's Carter Augustine. This show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, and we'll be back after this break. Welcome back into the Sporting Kansas City show. I'm Allie Trost, joined by my co-host Carter Augustine. No Nate Buchady this week, but now it is time for our Xfinity feature of the show. Are you tired of searching for sports updates in different places? I know I am, and you can experience the Xfinity Sports Zone, the ultimate sports hub, where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. It is that easy. So now joining us for this week's feed, we have the great pleasure of being joined by our special guest, Sporting KC 2 midfielder and Sporting KC Academy product, Jake Davis. Jake, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. How has your quarantine life been? We've gotten to talk 
at length with a lot of the guys on the, you know, the first team about their experience being down in the bubble. What's it been like for you these last couple of months? Um, well, I think to start off when, uh, when I went back, so everyone, when quarantine was mandatory, I went back to Michigan and none, none of the team was together. And I think, you know, that period felt pretty long for sure, just being away and, um, you know, adapting to how to stay fit, especially when, you know, we're not actually training because fitness, when you're not having the ball or when you're not at the facility, it's kind of hard mentally just to stay, keep up with it. So, but um, I think as a team, we managed to do well with that. And, you know, we, we all communicated and we, uh, you know, we use this app Team Builder to stay updated on what we needed to do every day, whether it was conditioning, lifting, an off day, um, you know, just stuff like that. And uh, during that time, um, the academy actually, they do, they also adapted, they do Zoom technical sessions. So for a couple of those, I hopped on just, just so I can get some work with the ball. So um, when we got back to, you know, training or doing small group stuff, I wouldn't be, you know, rusty because that, you know, that wouldn't be good. But then, you know, that time passed and we started individual training and then, after that, we went back to, you know, bigger group and then full full group training. And then from then on, you know, things have been going pretty well for us, I think, just as a team and, you know, how hard we've been working, especially because it's not an easy thing to go from, um, you know, quarantining by yourself to coming back as a team, and, you know, expected to play three games in a week, especially because that's not normal. But I think right. as a team dealt with that pretty well and, you know, staying on top of being fit you know, mentally being ready for the next game. And, you know, we don't have any – we only have one home game. So, you know, especially being on the road a lot, being on the bus, you know, leaving one day and coming home the next night, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. But I think as a team and I think for myself, we're working really well to just adapt to that. And, um, you know, we're the road warriors. So, I mean, you know, you got to take pride in that too. So – a lot going on for you guys, a lot to touch on with you. Um, and I want to get to one, that, that home game coming up this weekend uh, on Saturday here in Kansas City. And yeah. the fact that you guys are road warriors. But first, you had a big moment for yourself during the quarantine, signing your, your professional contract. Um, yeah. We got a chance to catch up with you since then. So what, what was that feeling like and, and kind of what was uh, the, the weeks leading up to that? Well, I mean um... – you know, of course, it was a really special moment, you know, and I think uh, being home, especially with my family, when that happened, it was pretty cool, too. I mean, obviously, it wasn't, you know, the ideal situation that I thought I'd be in, but, you know, it worked out for the best, and especially signing it with, you know, my parents standing next to me. So it was a really good moment, I think, and especially just, um, you know, I I was in the academy two years before there, two and a half years, and, you know, in that moment, you know, I've it was just a really special moment. You've worked really hard for, um, especially, you know, not just signing the contract, but just the work that you've done to get to be the player you are and the person, you know, it's a good moment for, for myself at least. And, you know, you know, when I first got here, you think, you know, you know, my goal is to sign a contract. And of course that's everyone's goal, but really when you sign the contract, that's when the hard work starts, you know, that's when it really matters. That It's, it's really tough grind work leading up to it, but it's even more when you sign. That's when it really matters. That's when you're there for the club to help the, to help to win, help your teammates get better, help the coaching staff get better. You know, you're part of the club now. So, but 
but I'm glad I can be part of that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm a part of this club, you know, and I wanted to sign that contract. So that's what I was really determined on and I'm glad I did it. So. So Jake, yeah. let's, let's focus on the Academy. What differentiates the Sporting KC Academy in your opinion, based on what your experience has been like with an Academy system like the one at Sporting Kansas City? Yeah. Um, you know, I've been with Sporting a while, but I also saw a couple different type of academies. I went to Portland Timbers on trial and I played for Vardar Academy. And obviously Vardar's, you know, not an MLS club. It's just more of a basic academy. But, um, you know, I think what makes Sporting different is that it really has a true pathway to becoming a pro. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of speculation on different academies. Like, is, is it, you know, is it very clear? Is it consistent? Do players get opportunities? Because, uh, you know, sometimes it might be unfair for the players, or that's what I've heard. Um, but I think Sporting makes it clear that when a player works hard, you know, they're playing well and they're determined that they'll get that opportunity. And, you know, not just for myself, but when I see other academy kids or guys who are pros now, you know, they've, they've gotten opportunities and those are the guys who, you know, made the most of it. And I think not just the opportunity aspect, but I just think how a lot of, you know, there's different ways. There's two different things that I think make it special. You know, the coaching staff, I think how they handle things and um, what made it, it more of a comfortable move for me was the host family program because my family didn't move with me and Betsy Maxwell did a really good job of helping me settle in, um, go to a school with all my teammates, find a good host family, um, you know, stuff like that. And that's just stuff that like, you know, I, I have no idea how to handle that. It was a whole new thing and she really got me in welcome. Same with John Perry, you know, making me feel welcome and making me feel like I can, you know, accomplish something here. And for sure, um, it was a new experience, but they made it easier for me, and especially my teammates, too, who I went to school with. Um, but I, in another aspect, I think the coaching staff really, you know, they really dig out, like, um, a player in you. You know, you come in, you come in, and then you, you sign to be someone else. You know what I mean by that? Like, I came in, I had a different bit of a path. I came in hurt. So I didn't just start playing right away. I was hurt for about three months when I got here, and then I started playing. And the level from Vardar to Sporting is way different. So I, you know, it's kind of like hitting a brick wall first for me. But I think um, there was a coach here named Michelle Rubirio. And him and Rumba Muntali, you know, those guys, and, you know, of course all the other coaches, but those guys really, um, you know, they test you. And I think one of the bigger things in the academy is, you know, how can you, what is your reaction? When stuff doesn't go your way, how, do you, what is, how strong is your mentality? Are you going to just stop? and you know quit if someone bashes on you or are you just gonna say okay all right move on get the next one and that's what I think Michelle and Roma taught me really well is how am I going to react because you're not going to have a good game you're not going to have a good practice you know seven days out of seven times a week you know so um and I think over the years I got more comfortable with making mistakes and maybe not having a good day because I knew I would trust myself that I'm like okay next day I'm going to work harder I'm going to keep going nothing changes you know and I think that's what makes sporting different. That makes sporting different. How the coaches, you know, you know, talk to the players, dig out that pride, and like, do you really want to be a part of this club? And and it's important because even though when you're in the academy, you can get very complacent because you know, it's sporting academy. I'm part of the sporting academy. This is sweet. You can get complacent like that, or you can do that and also, you know, be like that off the field. But when you step on the field, you're like, okay, I'm gonna win. 
I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win. And I think that's what, um, how a lot of the guys who, the younger guys who are pros now, that's how they got there. And that's what makes players different who make it and who, you know, end up maybe going to college or taking another pathway. So, but that's what's important. I think that's what the coaches get out of you. And, you know, even if you're not getting that out of the coaches, you're definitely learning something new from, you're taking something out of being here for sure. You know, whether that's working hard, um, you know, having that just endless pursuit of trying to get better in whatever you do. It doesn't have to be on the field, but off the field. And it's stuff like that you can learn here. But I for sure think that the sporting academy differs from other stuff just because how they're organized, how the coaches treat, and how they, you know, teach their players and guide them to what takes what it takes to be a pro and just how, you know, the passion and the culture, not just in the academy, but in the city, you know. So, and I'm glad I joined for sure. You know, it really made a big difference in my life. So. That's, uh, that's some wonderful insight. Again, we're talking with Jake Davis, uh, Sporting KC2 midfielder, and he's come up through the SKC Academy. And, and Jake, that leads me into part of the reason we're having you on today. Uh, it was announced today, the Bleacher Report series presented by Audi, the Academy. Uh, it's going to debut tomorrow, Wednesday, August 19th at 10 o'clock Central on Bleacher Report. Uh, an in-depth look at the, the SKC Academy, I, I think, uh, a lot of us have high hopes to to see what's going to be in this thing, and and you yourself are a big part of it. What was it like? Um, the cameras going in around. Have you have you watched any of those shows before, like Hard Knocks or anything? And then what was the experience like being on the inside? No, I actually haven't. But I uh, I know it's airing tomorrow. I actually did an interview with them. But um, yeah, I mean it's exciting. Honestly, I'm excited to see you know what other people think too. And um, you know, it's definitely interesting. I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad I'm a part of it and can be a part of that series and, you know, say it, that I was in the Sporting Academy. So it's cool that it's getting recognized now because it for sure deserves it, you know? Yeah, I know. We're all looking forward to watching it. I got a sneak peek and it is, I mean, I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. And shout out uh, to the production team too, having to put together that first episode all done via Zoom because of the pandemic. So episodes two through five will be shot, um, hopefully barring any setbacks in the next couple of months here. But Jake, I want to focus on something else that you were talking about, and that's the pathway. And the pathway to the pros is something we hear a lot with the Sporting KC Academy. And for you, getting to see some players in the MLS's back tournament, like Felipe Hernandez, Gianluca Busio, some of those players getting minutes and getting opportunities, what kind of motivation does that give you um, and what your future could look like with Sporting Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, it just showed, because those, you know, I know both those guys, they're, they're great guys off the field and on the field. You always want them to have, you always want them to be on your team and stuff. But I think those guys, especially, they're, you know, they're, they, they're workhorses. They don't really give up, and they're always looking to get better, whether that's in training or on the field. And I think those guys both deserve to be on the field, but they also just set a good example on, you know, they're both young guys, and it just shows that you can get there when you're a younger age, for sure, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not just them, but there's there's guys like Jalen, um, Kuzay, and Cam Duke. Those guys, they, you know, those guys, they've got they've gone from the academy Swope first team and those guys just it's not just for me but I think it's for any of the academy guys too that it just shows that you know you can do it if you really set your mind to it you can and I know all those guys they work hard and they've worked hard to get where they are so yeah 
Uh, since this is our first time talking to you on the on the show, Jake, uh, I want to know what got you into soccer growing up. How, what was kind of the pre-sporting KC uh, academy, Jake Davis, like? And uh, yeah, how'd you how'd you want to follow this career path? Well, I I would say my so- my family is a bit of a you know I have a bit of a soccer family. My dad played in the indoor league when he was younger, and my mom, you know, she was she played in uh, you know, club when she was little and, you know, she coached soccer. Um, but I would just say that I think my whole family has a passion for soccer. And I think a lot of the buddies that I had when I was little had a passion for soccer. And I, you know, I don't know the exact, you know, day, but I'm just sure one day I said, you know, can I just, I was like, can I play for the green team or some, you know, some, some little league team, just something like that with the pug goals, you know, ever since then, it's just always been something that I love doing. And, you know, my dad, he's in the soccer business, too. And, you know, he sees people, um, you know, he, he looks at younger guys and he can see, you know, he recognizes when a player can do stuff with, you know, what they have as like their skills and their what they want to do. And I think when I was 14 or 15, you know, he asked me, he said, you know, do you do you want to do something more? Or do you want to you know keep playing for Barter, you know, go to the college? and you know, I, I took this pathway and I think, you know, it's not just something that I, you know, it's not like a job. I don't look at it as a job, you know, like it's just something I love doing. And I think that's what makes it better for me. And I mean, of course, in a way I look at it as a job because, you know, every player has to perform and, um, you know, I want to do my part on the field because that is my job. But when you like, when you love something that you do and you have passion for it, it makes it, you know, it just doesn't feel like anything less. You know, going from the academy to the first team or to Swope, whoever you're training with or whatever, it doesn't feel much different because I'm playing soccer. And, you know, the only difference is maybe the level, but I still, you know, love doing it. So, yeah. Did you have any uh, soccer idols growing up? Or who were your favorite players growing up? Um, I don't know. When I was little, I – I just liked soccer. Like, I didn't really look up to one person. I think maybe David Beckham when I was little or, like, Lampard. But I think looking at it now, um, you know, there's guys in Europe like Ramsey, like Tony Cruz, stuff like that. But, you know, now that I'm in sporting, you kind of look up to the guys who play in your position. So maybe for me, like Roger or, um, like, Felipe Hernandez and stuff like that, you know, you go to those guys and you see what they're doing on the field to try to, you know, help my game out, you know, do it in the USL games. So, yeah. Jake, you've been in Kansas City since 2017 now. What are your favorite things about Kansas City, and have you adopted any things that you may not have thought that you would have? Are you a – have you switched any loyalties with any pro sports teams or anything like that? Um, yeah, it's actually a good question. So, I mean, I was here when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's – what a moment. I mean, I'm from Michigan. No, no hate on the Lions, but – <laughs> they're not very good so uh, so I mean that was a pretty cool moment especially you know the parade you know school gets canceled for that like I mean it's like a holiday you know sweet but I mean you know I, I love it here I mean I've been here for three years um you know I've been to the plaza I've had some barbecue some real good barbecue you know stuff like that but yeah I mean um I live in the Overland Park area and I go down to the plaza of the Kansas City area sometimes, and I, I love it here. So, um, yeah, I, I for sure have gotten used to living here. 
Well, you haven't uh, seen much of Kansas City over the past couple of months since you guys have been just yeah. on buses, I think, here. Yeah. Um, what, was, what was your reaction when you saw the, the schedule? And then how has the first, you know, uh, seven, seven or so games of this, this thing gone, five or seven games? Yeah. I mean, seeing the schedule, I mean, I was a bit shocked. Like, you know, I think we were all expecting to have a couple home games at least. But, you know, I think, you know, as how I look at it, it's like, okay, this is the cards we're dealt. Okay, we're going to deal with it. It's kind of a good moment. It's like kind of trying to prove someone wrong, okay? You know, they sold our home games. Okay, we're going to go out and still no difference. We're going to go out and try to win as much as we can. And I think for sure we've improved on, you know, from last year. I think, you know, we have a pretty tough group. Um, it's not an easy group for sure. Indy's probably one of the best teams in the league, along with Louisville. And St. Louis is a tough opponent, too. And I think we've done, you know, a decent job of, you know, facing them and giving them a hard game. You know, we, we beat Indy a week ago, and they haven't lost in their home stadium in two years. And we also – it's not just we're going there playing kickball. We're playing good soccer, and we're, we're finding a way to win, like, for how we play. And I think, you know, you know, we're halfway there and there's still lots to go. And we still have a lot to do and there's still more games left. There's, there's two spots to get to the playoffs. And I think that's 100% our goal because we know that we're a quality side and we can compete with those teams. And we're not, you know, I think there was a lot of speculation on us. You know, we're kind of, they were saying that, you know, we're, we're just a fourth place team. There's nothing expected of us. But I think we've definitely proven our first six games that, we have something to offer and we're there, you know, we, we can, we can get in the playoff spot and we're a good side. We're a young team, but we're a good team. I love it. Hey, that's, that's the mentality that you got to have, right? Every single day, whether it's in soccer or in life, but Jake, thanks so much for the time. And just a reminder to everybody to check out the SKC Academy series. Episode one will air at 10 AM on Wednesday. It's going to be great. You get to see Jake. You're, uh, you're going to be a star of the show in one of your interviews. So be sure to check that out. And again, Jake, thank you so much for the time. We'll be watching your games with SKC2. And we're going to take a break. And we'll be back after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show. Welcome back into this week's Sporting Kansas City show. I'm Allie Trost, joined by Carter Augustine, and now also joining the show, Sporting Kansas City defender Graham Smith. Graham, how's it going? How is life back in Kansas City outside of the bubble treating you? It's good. No complaints here. Just back to more of the usual. Uh, nice to be training back at the beautiful Compass Mineral Sporting Park training facility. Uh, <laughs> That sounded yeah, pretty close to, to me. It's good to be back there. I think I added a word or two in there. But, yeah, it's, it's nice to be back, um, kind of getting back into a routine. Uh, so it's good. I thought it was interesting. Just about every single person I've talked to, including Carter, who has had a few weeks back at home, outside of the bubble, has mentioned driving being a thing that they missed the most. Did you miss being able to just drive your car? No. No, I did not. <laughs> I, I personally love just walking out to the bus. They take you where you need to go. Uh, no worries there. Um, the first time I got back in my car and we got back, though, it was a little bit of a relearning experience. Uh, so that was, that was a little different. But, 
No, I, I did not miss that, Carter. I was going to say, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was fun the first time getting back in, like you said, a little yeah, bit of yeah. le learning experience, maybe some red lights that uh, got tested a little bit. Um, yeah. So for, for those listening on the radio, I just want to paint a picture for you. Uh, Graham Smith has a very interesting uh, portrait over his left shoulder. And uh, maybe can you describe the, the picture that is in, in frame, uh, Graham? Yeah, so it's a beautiful backdrop of the uh, Denver Broncos stadium. Um, picturesque skyline in the background. Uh, looks like uh, they're, the, in this photo, they were playing the Houston Texans. And the score looks to be 14 to 10. So probably uh, that game was probably if we were winning probably two or three years ago. So I imagine then when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, that was insert the blank. What was your emotion? What were your emotions following that? Uh, neutral. Neutral. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, better, I mean, better than I, I figure. I figure because I'm here, I couldn't be a curmudgeon because you know it's you kind of root for the next team. It was kind of my, I wouldn't say it was my second team, but it was, it was cool, cool to see them win. So have you gotten to see the Broncos and the Chiefs play in person since you've lived in Kansas City? No, I haven't. I think they've, you know, they've played here twice since I've been here, and I think both times we were out of town or something. So I haven't been that lucky. Not quite yet. Yeah, I, I was just, I was curious because, you know, training camp started up. I thought that might have been a subliminal uh <laughs> it's a little message placed there in the background. So uh, thanks for that description. Yeah, uh, of course. So can you take us back to the bubble? Just kind of what was your overall uh, experience being, being down there? How would you rate it? I really thought it was really well done. Um, everything was kind of accounted for there. Uh, they did a really good job. You know, it was the first time that, that the league did something like this and and I thought, you know, they did a pretty good job setting it up. It was kind of like spur of the moment, but I think more importantly, all the coaches and all the players and all the media that went out there really did a good job in um, preparing for it beforehand. Uh, there are obviously some different cases where, you know, it's, it's hard to control. It's a pandemic. You don't know what's going on. Um, but I think that overall it was a really good, uh, lesson in, in kind of keeping your bubble and and uh, doing what you have to do to to be able to be out on the field. So, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Personally, being in the bubble, I don't know about you, Carter, you probably had a lot of work to do. You're taking a lot of photos, a lot of media stuff, a lot of putt-putt commentary. Um, <laughs> but I personally loved it because I just, you know, went out and trained, maybe had a workout, ate some food. Uh, watched some, watched some Netflix, watched some golf videos, just kind of hung out in the room. So it was cool. Back to those tournament days, right? Growing up, playing soccer, going to a tournament and hanging out with all your friends, playing soccer. But Graham, I want to stick with the putt-putt because Carter told us that you're a pretty good golfer. So I'm curious, when did your love of golf develop and how long have you been playing? I've been playing golf. I got the golf bug really bad. My, uh, probably junior going into senior year of college. 
Uh, before then, I, I had played before, but just kind of like casual with my friends. I didn't really love it. And then for whatever reason, I just got really into golf. Um, probably my junior year of college and just wanted to play a lot. It's something I really like just going out and practicing. I don't even have to be playing around. It's just nice to get out there. Um, yeah, something I really like. So you were watching some some golf help videos back in back in the room when you got back in Orlando? <laughs> yeah, so I don't watch golf help videos. I okay. like to learn on my own. I like watching uh, more so course reviews where you see different courses around around the world. I think those are cool. Yeah. What's your review of the course we played down there? Uh, well maintained, a little mundane. Um, we were we were playing through a bit of a torrential downstorm, so we were uh, we didn't see as much of the course as I would have liked, but it was it was nice. It was a good setup. Golf and soccer, clearly two very different sports, unless you're talking soccer golf, which I did used to play at a couple of camps growing up. But sure. with one being, you know, such an individual sport, it's such a, a mental drag, you know, to stay mentally composed throughout the entirety of, of a match, whether you're playing nine holes, 18. How do you take some of, of that mental aspect of golf and bring it into your soccer game? Uh, that's a good question. And I think that the best way to describe it is when you're golfing sometimes we'll go up to a hole um, uh, there's two parts to this the first one is maybe on hole one you had a double bogey you played really bad equate that to in soccer you make a mistake you turn over you read a play wrong you go on to the next hole you have to put that behind you because it's done with it's over um, same thing in soccer you kind of need to put those mistakes behind because if you don't, they're just going to compound. Um, and then to get real technical golf nerd here, um, there's a lot of risk versus reward in golf. Um, like, do I go for this shot? Do I, do I take the riskier shot and then it's easier for the next? Um, the same can be said in soccer, uh, risk reward with, with passing and with decisions, whether to step, um, especially in my position. Uh, so it's, you know, it's not a direct correlation, but there are definitely some similarities between the two. Love that. Love that question. And uh, very well said in the answer. Um, well, I, I think you'll probably be the last one we ask about the bubble because it kind of feels like it's time to, to turn a new page on this season. And um, that starts this week. You guys play on Friday against Minnesota. We asked you about life back in Kansas City. Uh, how has how has the last couple of weeks of, of training gone after you guys found out the schedule and the kind of the mini uh, regional group that you'll be playing in for this first phase? Yeah, I mean, it's just back into a, I think the best part is getting back into a routine uh, where you can kind of prepare. You have something to prepare for um, going into a game. Uh, so that's nice. You can kind of get back into into that schedule, which is good. Uh, it's nice having something to play for because when we were training uh, before the MLS back tournament came about, you were just kind of training to train. You knew that something was going to come up, but you didn't have a uh, definite goal that you were looking towards. Um, so it's nice now that you have actual games that you're attainable. The MLS is back tournament was huge for you as your role with the club really evolved during your time down there. Three starts in those last three games. You were part of two clean sheets. How does that experience help 
provide you some motivation or, or maybe confidence now going into this next part of the continued Major League Soccer season? Yeah, well, I'll start even before the tournament kicked off because um, the quarantine period was really important to me because I was able to reflect on the season and the preseason that had happened and, and saw what kind of stuff that I needed to work on. So during that quarantine or quarantine period, it would have been really easy just to like kick my feet up and, and just like hang out. Um, instead, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I, for probably five or six days a week, I would get three different sessions in throughout the day during that quarantine period, whether it was generally it would be a run and then I'd go to the field, work on some ball work or something, and then a lift um, because there was nothing else to do. So just putting in all that work when we came back and then we were doing the individual trains and team trains, I knew I had a good uh, foundation and good base and that kind of gave me confidence. And then that led to, to good performances and trainings and, and eventually led to, uh, to the three games in which I thought we played pretty well. Um, definitely stuff to work on, but uh, just it definitely gives you confidence in the game performances themselves. But I think more importantly, it's just the confidence that you've you've put in the work and and you're you're in the best situation possible uh, possible to perform in those situations. You guys are in a pretty great situation in terms of the the league standings in what will be a, a shortened season. Um, How's the confidence level of the team? I know a few guys I've asked about being first in the West, and they brought up the point of being really close to the supporter shield standings as well. Um, where, where's, the, where's the confidence level in the team now as you head into this game against Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I think that we're in a good spot. Like you said, we're top in the West. Um, but our goal is to be top in the not only the West, but the supporter shield because, you know, we hopefully this season gets played. Uh, it's looking like it will, but you don't know what could happen. There are so many different variables that if, God forbid, the season ends at a certain point, we want to make sure we're at the top there uh, at that point. So, you know, just, just taking it one game at a time, all the cliches, all that. But we, we want to make sure we're at the top there. One unique variable, too, is that this will be the first game that sporting is traveling to since the, the season opener way back in what feels like eight years ago in March. What are some of the protocols that the team is, is having to go through ahead of that departure? Is it on Friday? What's, what's the travel look like now in this very unusual um, world that we're all in? Yeah, so the game is, what is it, 6.30, I think? Yeah. Uh, I believe our plan is to leave Friday morning, get in there, hang out a little bit, uh, pregame meal, play the game, and then come back. Um, you look at the Nashville and Dallas games, I think that – I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming Nashville had a similar um, flight schedule. And they performed really well, so I don't see that being a, a hindrance to, to performance, the travel. Um, if anything, maybe it, it makes it a little bit easier because you're just kind of getting in and out, and it's easier in that way. So – yeah, that's the plan. It'll be it'll be interesting. It's when when you're flying private, it's like not a big deal at all. Uh, makes it super easy. So so that'll be that'll be good. I'm gonna clip that soundbite and play it out of context. When you're flying private, <laughs> it's not a big deal at all. And so I mean, and then just like dollar signs <laughs> flying. Down. Sunglasses yeah. come down over Graham's face. 
Send it to yeah. like NetJets or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna definitely use that out of context. Uh, and you guys are playing. You guys are playing Minnesota United. Is there, of course, they're the one team to to take points off you so far this season. Is there a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth from from how that game ended down in in Orlando and them being the only team to beat you so far in, in the regular season? I should say. Sorry. I know that you guys are really pumping the whole nicest rivalry in soccer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, they obviously they're a really good team. Uh, they they did beat us in the in the tournament, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're a good team. We have to be ready. Uh, they're obviously very good on set pieces, so that's a point of emphasis there. Uh, we need to be locked in there. Um, but yeah, you're definitely going to the game knowing that you you have a a quality opponent, and I think if anything, that'll make us come with that much more focus and that much more attention because we know that it's a definitely a worthy opponent. Graham, my last question for you before we let you go, thank you so much for the time, but what's the chemistry been like between you and Roberto Puncic there uh, anchoring that center back position for Sporting Kansas City and, and how do you see that progressing even more this season? Yeah, I mean, I think that we have um, four or five guys, you can throw Fontas in there too, who are all kind of Interchangeable is not the right word, but um, serviceable uh, with any of the other pairings. I think that we have a lot of qualities that complement each other, and then uh, there are a lot of different pairings that you can work um, within the within the group. So it's a group that we have a lot of a lot of depth in, and uh, everybody's kind of pushing themselves there. So so it's a it's probably the best. How am I going to phrase this? When you have competition in a position, it brings the best out of those players. So it's really good for the team there. Absolutely. Well, hey, we'll look forward to watching the game on Friday, 6.30 at Minnesota United Sporting Kansas City starts part three of their regular season, uh, continuing in this next phase, phase one. Carter, I know we'll be uh, looking to snag some more photos. Graham, uh, maybe not the center of attention today in training, but we'll be uh, hamming it up for the camera for Carter for sure. Don't need that. Keep it away from me, Carter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. All right. Well, Graham, thank you so much for the time. We're going to take a break and we'll be back to wrap things up after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show. Welcome back into the Sporting Kansas City Show presented to you by Michelob Ultra. That's going to do it for us. Carter, any final words? We survived a show without Nate. Oh, I think we thrived, Allie. We, no, we, we didn't survive. <laughs> we, maybe we'll just be like, hey, Nate, yeah, we're recording the show next Tuesday at 2 p.m. and we've already got the whole thing done. We started at 10. That's <laughs> right. Didn't get Time the invite. To, the old Wally Pip. He's, he's <laughs> missing the game through injury or, or vacation and there he goes. Uh, no, it, I thought that was great stuff from from Jake Davis and and Graham Smith. So um, yeah, yeah, heck of a show, and really looking forward to the game on Friday, getting things restarted back in stadiums. Um, to, exciting times. It really is, and it, it feels like it's all happening so fast. While at the same time, I mean, when when I look back on 2020 personally, I don't know if I'll be able to properly look at it from the prop 
you know, the right chronological order in which things happen, because <laughs> I feel like it's all happening in this weird blender and I'm just getting spit out at the next thing. But I'm beyond excited. Friday night, 6.30 p.m., Minnesota United, Sporting Kansas City, as Graham Smith was joking with us earlier in the show, the nicest rivalry in sports is coming your way. Fox Sports Kansas City. Plus? Go. Plus? Yeah. Fox Sports Kansas City Plus is where you can watch the TV broadcast and you can listen to that game on Sports Radio 810 as well as the final whistle show, which will start right after the game, post-game press conferences. You won't want to miss that either. Uh, for Jake Davis, for Graham Smith, for Carter Augustine, I'm Allie Trost. This has been the Sporting Kansas City Show, and we will see you right back here next week.